0: and use promo code bear for 20% off your first order. You know what my favorite text is? A waypoint in the Onyx Hunt app to a goblin turkey. My name is Clay Newcomb, and this is a production of the Bear Grease podcast called the Bear Grease Render, where we render down, dive deeper, and look behind the scenes of the actual Bear Grease podcast, presented by FHF Gear, American-made, purpose-built hunting and fishing gear that's designed to be as rugged as the places we explore. That is a heck of a lineup. Of coonskin hats,
1: right there. So today,
0: today, last render that we talked about Crockett, I had everybody wear a coonskin hat. Would anybody like to wear a coonskin hat? I was actually going to bring my own. Oh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah,
2: but I didn't. You know, I didn't know the quality of y'all's hats. Well, Well, that's to mediocre at best. Mediocre at best. (laughs) I just. I didn't want to be outmatched on coonskin hats. Yes, the uh,
3: the guy who made those coonskin hats could not be trusted. So, I hear I hear rumor that he's got four more that he's been making for
0: about six months. We're gonna do something with these hats at some point. And hey, speaking of coonhides, last night, two nights ago, I big news. I had two dogs. I had so I have a squirrel dog that runs loose all the time. Tim, he is the most responsive dog. To human mind will and emotion that i've ever (laughs) been around like you can be like thinking something and kind of glance over to it and he'll be like oh we're we're talking about that like he's just he's hyper he's in tune he's hyper in tune like ridiculously in tune so he runs around and he's normal my my really good squirrel dog is so good i can't let her run loose because she'll just hunt herself to death or end up you know Running off She
4: gets so, treed on things For hours at a time Every time she's off
0: So a few days ago I turned her loose Just to let her run In the summer I just let her run And I like to keep My neighbors in check um, <laughs> I like for dogs To just be treed For hours <laughs> Just like Close to the house Just to let people know That this is not suburbia Just when they Just when you think They're going to
5: start Showing up just to eat Right when they yeah. think They're going to yeah, start I mean.
0: Paving the road And putting in nice $400,000 houses And stuff I want people to come down here and try to buy land and be like, man, there's some hillbillies. (laughs) Have you
2: ever had one of your dogs tree a squirrel down here at the marina, like Uh, uh, 200 yards down the road? <laughs>
0: the, yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> Where the yes. sailboat is. Yeah. 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 Over. That's. <laughs> so yep, that's the That's <laughs> why we like to keep this place.
0: <laughs> I've got. We've got some boats on our road, far, far from any river systems or lakes. Or that's when you know you're living right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> so, so I, I had Tess running loose, and she's my good squirrel dog. And about thirty minutes before dark, two nights ago, I hear both of them just on a hot track and get treed. And they're up here in what I call the possum funnel. (laughs) uh, I've got, on this land that I've got here, which isn't a big piece of land, those dogs tree possums in like one spot. And there's no rhyme or reason. There's no big den trees, but if they get treed and it's on a possum, which they tree a lot of possums, they'll tree within a 50-yard radius. I, I don't understand why they always tree there, but... Tim was treed hard. Tess was right there. I mean, it was just beautiful tree. And and I was busy and just didn't even bother with them. At least an hour and a half. And I'm being conservative. It was probably it's closer true. to two hours. I mean, it was when I wanted to go to bed at like closer to 11. They were <laughs> treed hard. Continued to be treed hard out there. And I was going to bed and I told Bear John, my son, I said, how about you go feed those dogs and go shoot that possum out of the tree that they got treed? And he said, Dad, I'm not interested in shooting <laughs> <up."> <laughs> And so I went out to my truck and got my DEET. Because, man, if you walk in these woods right now, yep. you will be covered in ticks yep. and uh, in chiggers. And so I went out to the truck and sprayed down with DEET. This is like right before I'm going to bed. And I just am trying to retrieve my dogs. Take my 22 because right now in Arkansas, it's war on varmints. Yep. Trying to save
1: turkey poults.
0: And chickens. Hey, yeah, we've, chickens, had, yeah, we've chickens. had serious <laughs> predation this spring on our chickens. Oh, yeah. And I go out there, and Tim and Tress are just treed hard, and Tim is extra pumped. And I shine up in this incredibly <laughs> bushy tree. I didn't think I was going to see it, Brent. And sure enough, there's a coon there, yeah. which is the first time they've a coon. Tim, the squirrel dog, he is n- – he should be Tim the possum dog. He loves possums more than anything. You can hear it in his voice when he trees the possums. Squirrels are a distant second. Pack rats are third. <laughs> and number four is a coon. And anyway, <laughs> speaking of coonskin hats, I and I shot that coon out.
4: Well, so. I think there's another angle to this story. We're sitting inside, and Bear really wants to start a business, and he and I are talking official business. We're talking about paperwork and what taxes would look like, and all this kind of stuff, and we're having this real in-depth conversation. We're on computers, googling on the couch, and Clay walks in with a coon in his hands, a, a dead coon in the dogs, and we look up, and I don't even, I don't even pause. It's like, yep, Clay's got a coon in the house <laughs> again. <laughs> it took me a double take before I realized, shoot, you've got a live coon in our house. It was <laughs> dead. I, it was dead by that was point. Dead. And the dogs, well, he wanted to get a picture with them, and the dogs were just ridiculous. You could tell they were pretty pumped up.
5: Here's something I'm taking from this. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all, did anybody else hear? When he first, he said, Bear John, go out there and kill that, kill that possum. He says, I have no interest in it. Had he told me that, and I was talking to my mom about accounting, <laughs> I would. Yeah, I know. No. it would look like no. Yosemite Sam went through the not, wall. Not
3: yep. Bear Newcomb, man. That guy. So is I'm telling you, this hard is hard at He put the hard good. sell on me this week for some stuff too. So I mean, he's he's business, in it man. to win it. He right is in now. it right now.
5: That's that's good stuff right there, man.
0: Yeah. So we have a we have a. We've got some regulars on the podcast, but we have Joe Joe is not really an irregular. Joe's been <laughs> Joe, He don't look at We've got Joe Wilson with us. That's yet to be determined. This is like, <laughs> I've known Joe for many years now. Yes, sir. And Joe was on the Bear Hunting Magazine podcast way back. And, OG. Yeah. And uh, and Joe was on the Arkansas image podcast that I did. If you remember when I went to the Walton, the old Walton five and dime, and then we went into the Walmart Museum with yeah. the hologram. Joe was kind of my guide there. So you've heard Joe's voice if you're paying attention. He's to been Bear on Grease. the Bear
4: Grease more than Josh has. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: I was just yeah. gonna say he was <laughs> exactly. on the original
5: Bear Grease and you never were, were you?
0: Josh the, has yet I'll, to be a I've feature. Never guest been, I've never on been Bear on
3: on Bear Grease. I was on the Bear Hunting Magazine okay. podcast. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> mainly to because, it because it'd be like I don't have any other content. Just get <laughs> Spillmaker in here,
0: Joe. How do you how do you introduce yourself to people if you if you oh. have the open mic?
2: Well, if I had an open mic, I'd introduce myself as a a father of two, a husband of one. I've got two dogs right now; it's driving me crazy. I just got a new puppy a week ago, so <laughs> I'm I'm a little bloodshot in the eye. But what was the saying that Dave Crockett said? He
0: said that he. About an accident?
2: No, about his, yeah, about the accident.
0: Well, well, he just said that his fame came on him completely by accident.
2: And so my fame has come on me completely by accident. <laughs> so, uh you know, Clay knows this story, and I doubt the listeners do, but I throw the world champion squirrel cook-off here in yeah. northwest Arkansas, and and it come to me straight up by accident. Hey, we uh, got to,
0: okay, Listeners out there, he just dropped the bomb. Joe is the founder of the one and only World Championship Squirrel Cookoff, and it came to
2: me by so, accident. So tell
0: Clay. me, tell me that.
2: So I was working in downtown Bentonville, and and uh, for the listeners who aren't aware of what that could be like, it's it's kind of like a Norman Rockwell painting. <laughs> it's uh, brick buildings, old buildings. It's where the retail giant started of Walmart and I become sociable with a lot of people walking by and the lady who's in charge of downtown Bentonville cornered me one day and she said that Andrew Zimmern from Bazaar Foods had contacted them and they wanted to do the Ozark edition and I was the guy that they wanted me to fix this deal. And so this is uh, a week after our football coach Bobby or uh, Bobby Petrino. Bobby Petrino had had a little accident. <laughs>
5: <laughs> that accident heard around the
3: world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he
2: he had had a little accident, and so you they have st- to Google
0: that. Everyone.
2: <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> so, <laughs> you do. <laughs> so they started questioning me on things they wanted to see, and they wanted to see a rabbit hunt, and I said I can do that. And they wanted to do a bear hunt, and I said I know some people, and Clay was part of that. And uh, wanted a gig for suckers in the river. I said, I got that covered. And they said, we want to do a crow hunt because our research shows that people in Arkansas eat crow. <laughs> <laughs> now, mind just you, me on a regular basis. <laughs> now, mind you, this is a week after our football coach had had <laughs> some sort of accident. Right. And I said, ma'am, you're mistaken. I said, we really don't eat a lot of crow. Matter of fact, we don't eat any. And she said, no, sir, our research says that people in Arkansas eat crow. Mm. And I said, well, I've cooked crow before, and we ate it, but we'd been drinking. And people said that it tasted pretty good, so we could cook crow. And they said, what about squirrel? Do you do squirrel? Oh, yes, ma'am. I said, matter of fact, we cook the world champion squirrel. And she says, how do you know? And I said, because we throw the world championship. She said, when is it? I said, when are you all coming?
0: <laughs> he didn't he didn't have a world championship <laughs> cook is kidding? that when it started?
3: yeah <laughs> when the uh, came? Uh, yeah so, like, I didn't know that she it.
2: said like August 11th and I said you know what <laughs> it just happens <laughs> to be when we, we do to cook- <laughs> and she said no kidding I said yeah that's when it is and so as soon as I got off the phone I started scrambling and what was the date approximately? it was in August of 2000
0: no 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 the the that she was calling. It was in me.
2: August she called. Oh, she called it's probably June. Yeah. I okay, had about so you two had a couple months. months. Dang. I still ain't no time, man. <laughs> and so I scrambled, got on the phone, and I called people, and I had teams from seven states show up, <laughs> and we had 24 teams. And at that time, I thought to have a judge at a squirrel cook-off, they needed to be certified by like the governor. <laughs> so I had a district judge, <laughs> a county judge—I <laughs> had real judges, so that way I knew it was fair. That's and awesome. uh, plus, I had a fat used car salesman because that. that man knew squirrel. And I had a James Beard award-winning chef. Mm. And so the first year we did the squirrel cook-off, we had uh, as random of things as you could imagine. You know, we of course we had fried squirrel, and we had gumbo and some gravy. But that's when we started having the squirrel pizza, and the squirrel fried rice, and things like that. So that show aired, I want to say, in a hundred and twenty countries across the world. And uh, Andrew Zimmerman's
0: bizarre, bizarre food, food. Yeah. that would have been twenty fourteen.
2: Uh no, it was it was twenty ten. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah, it was twenty ten. Wow. Yeah, because you were on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, made so it was
0: Andrew Zimmerman's bizarre foods, and. uh let me tell my let me tell my side of that one just real quick. I had I had those people called me. Andrew Zimmerman's people call me, and it's just I I don't have any exposure to media at all during that time. And they say, hey, we want to do a show. I'd never heard of. We didn't watch TV. I didn't have. I'd never heard of Andrew Zimmerman. And this person says, we want to come to Arkansas, and we would like for you to kill a bear on October first. <laughs>
1: that's you're easy like, okay no problem and i was what like color now
0: what do you mean <laughs> yeah. you need it on october 1st and she's like well that's when my crew will be in arkansas and we need you to kill a bear and i was like ma'am i can't guarantee you that we can have a bear that day but i remember very vividly what i said to him i said now tell me about this andrew zimmern in and this <laughs> show i said because if you're looking for a bunch of hillbillies to make fun of You got the wrong guy. Like I was like, (laughs) I I came in pretty hot. I was (laughs) super suspicious. And then the woman was like, Oh, no, no, no. Andrew is so respectful of people's culture. And then as I did like I watched the show, I was like, oh, this guy's really cool. Yeah. So that that was well, and then the short version of our bear hunt was I just sent out like an APB to all my buddies and I said, Hey, if you kill a bear on October 1st, call me. Because that was close to the opening day of season, maybe even the opening day of season. And uh, one of my good buddies, Trey Clark, yep. killed a bear on October 1st. And I, and I called Andrew Zimmerman's people, and they like made a beeline from northwest Arkansas down to where we were hunting, big, huge film crew. Oh, yeah. And they filmed us do everything in the world, we made bear crack on side of that bear. But this goes on the same show that the World Championship Squirrel Cook-Off is on.
2: Yeah, well, you know, another part of that is when it come down to the crow part, I had to fill this (laughs) slot. And so I was friends with Phyllis Spears and Phyllis Spears did Arkansas Outdoors cooking in a Dutch oven. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She'd cooked everything with a face, you know. And uh, so I called Phyllis and I said, Phyllis, I'm in a bind. I got got to do some crow hunting and I had to cook a crow. And being the sweetheart that she is, she says, "Hun, do I need to bring my own crow? (laughs) (laughs) and i said it probably wouldn't hurt phyllis so we go right down the road from us and we had shot crows we really never hunted crows we'd shot some you know and so we get out there and we got a crow call and we're calling and calling and that spy crow comes you know who i've heard is really good at a crow call scout
3: yeah Yeah. you know who i've heard is really good at a crow call who's that steve (laughs) ranella he's an ace i
2: want (laughs) to do more crow hunting but Mm -hmm. so that old scout comes flying over, and uh, one of my guys is a little loose, and so he started letting it fly at the scout. So that meant yeah. that there's no more crows gonna yeah. come. So that producer, I bet you remember him, is a uh, real slimy, long, greasy, long, haired, long black kind of smoking a big cigar. Yeah, man he he filmed comb over the movie. <laughs> He traveled the country looking for the comb-over capital of the world. Actually interviewed (laughs) Donald Trump long before he was president. Uh, Is that right? (laughs) So he says, what do we got to do to get these crows? Uh I said, man, we got to load up and go to the store. So we went to the largest uh, outdoor provider down in Rogers, and walked in there with three shopping carts and we bought bull blinds, we bought electric collars, a fishing pole just in case we needed it, all new camouflage and some camping gear (laughs) because they were fitting the bill. (laughs) Plus some decoys and uh, we showed up and could not get a crow but Phyllis had a stunt crow in the back of the truck and we launched that thing up and filmed some good B-roll a couple times. and uh, What do you mean she had a stunt crow? She brought three processed crows and three fully feathered crows in the back of her big Dodge truck. <laughs> like not alive? No. No. It wow. didn't know that it was part of the show. Okay, okay. But uh, so Phyllis... Hollywood. Phyllis made, for the listeners who've never ate crow, I want to turn your nose to it. Because... A crow, their legs are the lighter color meat, and their breast is the dark color meat. And I don't know what a Kansas crow or a South Dakota crow is, but an Ozark crow eats a lot of dead armadillos on the side of the road, right? (laughs) Yeah. And uh, she made a shepherd's pie, and then she made these little cuts of crow breast, which she had marinated. And they tasted more like beef than beef does. hmm Now, I've ate pretty near any animal I've ever seen, and I, I enjoy it. But my nemesis would be sweet potatoes. I can't stomach them. <laughs> you eat a crow and down just learning All kind of stuff. <laughs> I couldn't stomach a sweet potato, and she made that shepherd's pie, and I had to dig through the sweet potatoes to get to that crow meat. Um, but to put icing on top of this cake here, crow meat is worth the eat. It's, it's good stuff. It's good pump. So that show aired in 120 countries, and just like your son, I thought I could make a dollar off this deal, so I decided I was going to sell Squirrel Cook-Off t-shirts, and they were 20 bucks a piece, and come to find out, I, the shipping to Australia is more than 20 bucks, <laughs> yeah. so I lost at that deal.
0: <laughs> mm. A lot of overseas <laughs> orders, huh?
2: Well, typically the orders would come in about 2 o'clock in the morning, and they were always for 4Xs. Because I think when that show aired in the middle of the night, there was some chubby guy eating Cheetos. <laughs> yeah, he was like,
1: it's
2: world good God. <laughs> He was wanting a T-shirt. So, since it was so famous, the next year we got the front page of the Wall Street Journal. And the Wall really? the Wall Street Journal came to Bentonville. The mayor wasn't happy. Okay. He thought he thought uh, the Wall Street Journal was going to run us through the mud. He said they were an the East Coast bias deal, and they were going to put that hillbilly element on the deal. And I asked the mayor who he was most uh, scared of, was it the Wall Street Journal or me? And he said, you just don't want them here. He said, they've spent a lot of money making this town what it is, and we don't need that reputation. Mm. And I told him the last time that the Wall Street Journal had come to our town, there was a guy named Sam Walton who received the Medal of Freedom from a guy named George Bush, who had a son named George Bush. And if it took a redneck and squirrels to get us back on the front page of the Wall Street Journal, somebody wasn't doing their job. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we carried it on, man, and, and we've we've done it for a reason that's more than humor. Uh, we've we wanted to show the world that we could take smallest of game and turn it into the biggest of meals. And some of the things, Clay, you've been there a couple times. The biggest thing to me has been to seeing the the diversity of human beings that will show up to cook squirrel. Everybody thinks it's guys like us. No, there's hippies. There's five star chefs. There's old people and kids and, and people of every color and creed all awesome. sh- show up to cook squirrel. And, and sometimes the people that do the best are the people who've never even cooked a squirrel before. <laughs> and so that's been the highlight of the thing. Um, first and foremost getting people back outdoors to to hunt small game that's how we learned um the whole aim small miss small thing takes place in the woods chasing squirrels and rabbits and over the years we've put a lot of people back in the woods um we may have caused some Lyme disease <laughs> <laughs> these because it is a chigger and tick prone prone sport but uh We've had a lot of good times, man. and So, the, so it's,
0: it's been going on now for 14 years <laughs> minus COVID.
2: Yeah, we missed uh, two years of COVID and one year from me being lazy. Okay. And uh, But we're coming back, and this year, September 23rd, we'll be in Springdale, Arkansas. It'll be okay. our first time in Springdale. Arkansas Game and Fish has a beautiful new facility there. Yeah. And uh, they're trying to get people to come to it. And once again, the squirrels going to save the day. Yeah. That's just right, right
0: down the road for me. So let's stop right there. Sep- September 23rd, which is a Saturday. Yes, sir. 2023. Yes, sir. Springdale, Arkansas. And what's the name of that facility? I've been there shooting. Uh, the...
2: We'll have to add that in later. Clay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's it's
0: the <laughs> and John L. Let me see. Center. Yeah. Nature it's a, it's Center. a very, very. It's a, like a it's awesome. multi-gazillion dollar outdoor facility in that Springdale.
2: That was built to re the quail. Okay. That's, I mean, it. they really thrive on quail habitat and all of that. What's the name of
4: it? AGFC, JB, and John L. Hunt Family Ozark Highlands Nature Center. It's just yeah. a
0: little word. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> when Austin time. Booth
0: will be, he'll be upset that we didn't get it on the first try. Sorry, Austin, but it's an incredible it facility. It is an incredible they facility. Have a, they have an outdoor 3D archery range. You can just walk yep. up, shoot your bows. Big facility. They
2: have an indoor, uh, Pellet and BB rifle shooting range as well yeah. for the kids, and and so our goal this year is to bring the kids really into it. So we're going to have a, a in the morning. We're going to do a, a pellet rifle shoot indoors. Um, don't be mistaken that we're just a, a squirrel eating competition here. We also have the world champion squirrel cleaning competition.
0: Mm. Oh, getting yeah. you know, in on some of that.
2: The reigning champion is Clifton Jackson. Hmm. Of Arkansas who has the most expensive squirrel rifle you can buy is named the Jackson squirrel rifle and it's named after Clifton. Uh, Mm. He's been in charge of small game for several years here in the state of Arkansas. How
0: fast can you clean a squirrel? Well, this isn't the squirrel like
2: your dog's been treeing out here. This is a squirrel that's been inside my freezer for a long time. Okay. And so it's semi-thawed squirrel and uh, we give you a knife and we've had people assist by using their teeth, <laughs> whatever it wow. takes to get through this deal. I, I can't tell you how fast. He was the fastest. You, let
0: me ask you this. Do you have to use a knife? Could I bring another implement to you the could,
2: competition? You could. The rules the rules on this deal is hopefully you bring your own knife and hopefully you bring your own glove to keep you from cutting a finger off of because I don't want to be responsible for that. Um, so we've got that event. and Because then, I, I don't
0: use a knife. I use a pair of clippers. He's a very competitive school cleaner. it's, I could see it boiling out on right now. One minute. I mean, I'm not saying I'm the fastest in the world. He has competed. But oh. I'd be right on. I'd be hot on. But you saying the heels that guy looks a whole,
5: That guy looks a whole lot like yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> that's
0: exactly what I'm
5: Do saying. Do you
2: know I've been listening to this show since it started, and that's probably the least humble I've ever heard you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you remember, hey, when, he, you remember that that when he, he was just got a back have that confidence? <laughs> yeah,
4: when he was running the backhoe, it kind of
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, there's just some things that evoke confidence whitetail institute launched the food plot revolution in 1988 with a concentration on research and real world testing of forage products specifically for whitetail deer whitetail institutes research and development team of agronomy experts provide effective personalized service I've been using Imperial Whitetail Clover for a long time in a food plot back behind my house. In 2007, I killed the biggest buck of my life over an Imperial Whitetail Clover small quarter acre food plot. Imperial Whitetail Clover is the only clover scientifically developed through years of selective breeding. Clover Extreme Genetic Stability provides extreme cold tolerance, disease, and drought tolerance. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame when you use code BEAR, B-E-A-R, BEAR. That's AuraFrames.com. Use code BEAR at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. The old-timers say that the turkeys start gobbling when the leaves are as big as squirrel's ears and the red buds start popping. And we're about there. And we are there in the South the Onyx hunt app is one of my most valuable tools in the spring woods with tools like coniferous versus deciduous tree distribution layer you can save time by locating edges or transition areas of mixing habitats from home find an area like this with water in close proximity And more than likely, there will be a goblin turkey nearby. Knowing the exact boundaries of private ground ensures I stay on the right side of the fence, but can easily find public ground to go see if I can't strike a gobbler. If you do get one to sound off, using compass mode and waypoints will help you pinpoint his exact location, allowing you to move in and make the perfect setup to bring him right into your lap. Download the Onyx Hunt app today. You'll be glad you did. Onyx has a special offer for you. Use code BEARGREASE to receive 20% off your membership at slash hunt this spring.
2: So the other event is the world's hottest squirrel wing eating competition. Oh, hottest. Wow. Like those squirrel's like, had wings. Taste heat. Oh yeah, this is pepper a, hot. yeah, pepper hot. This is uh, we take the hindquarters of the squirrel and, and bread them up, deep fry, them, and then we pour molten lava of some Carolina Reaper and whatever oh. else somebody oh, grew oh, in their man, garden, that's set the
5: woods on fire.:
2: yeah, and uh, that's a hilarious event <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, nice, to, nice. to sit there and watch so we'll have live music. Um, so let
0: me describe, and you can fill it in, but yeah. like, like when I've been there before, it wasn't at this venue, but if you have a team which you could anybody could have a team. you bet so so if you're from wherever you're from, how do they re- how would they register?
2: So about the time this show airs, uh, on our Facebook page, World Champion Squirrel Cook-Off Facebook page, there will be the registry information, and we are going to limit it to 40 teams. Oh, really? Well, it's torturous to our, to our judges.
4: 40?
2: Yeah. because <laughs> oh So how So only 40 teams can compete? Uh, only 40 teams.
0: How team. are they vetted? Are they vetted or just like first come, first, first come, serve? First come,
2: first serve. And, and Misty, I know you're a heck of a cook, Right. You, you, yes, just, it is. yeah. I just yeah. Some,
0: slightly
4: above average some uh,
2: strawberry cakes you made. That was and if you fabulous. added a little squirrel to that. You might have a fighting chance Am of I winning a <laughs> strawberry squirrel. I mean, cake. currently, how many world championships do you hold?
4: You know, I don't think I hold a world championship in anything. There would be nothing <laughs>
2: prouder than Mako Humble Clay. No, no. <laughs> way. If he was to introduce My wife his can wife cook a squirrel. <laughs> so, our event is set up to where you got to do an entree and a side dish. Okay. And 80% of the meat used inside of your squirrel entree has to be squirrel. So that's not eighty percent of your overall dish. Okay, the that's eighty percent of the do meat. like
0: egg rolls. Why did are...
4: you say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> <Did you laughs> cut that out,
0: Isaac. <laughs> uh, here we go. Yeah, hey, the, the dishes that they have <clears throat> will blow your mind. Squirrel Jello. I mean, oh, th- with grapes yeah. in it. Yeah. yeah the so, the so, <laughs> so okay, I, I was I was, was going to describe. Uh, you you would you would come to this event and there would be. If you have a team, if you're one of the 40 teams, you would have a booth, yep. and there would be time frames during the day when you had to have meals cooked. But you also cook kind of for the public, for, yeah. for whatever you want. I mean, Yeah, it, it doesn't necessarily
2: is, have to be squirrel. If you got a good porcupine recipe, you're more than welcome. <laughs> and do and, and that?
0: <laughs> people are just kind of wandering around, talking to the chef. It's always real fun to just go around and just ask people, like, what are you cooking? And, you know, a lot of people, I've never seen more squirrel costumes and, like, get up from people. Just random people. Not even, the, not even the cooks. They're just people.
4: It's kind of like when Star Wars comes out. Yeah. So it's like the hillbilly version yeah, of squirrel Star Wars, com. Wars I guess <laughs> <laughs> I guess I need to start
3: making some squirrel hats. Squirrel, co- yeah. squirrel costume.
4: Squirrel com. Squirrel com, yeah. That's good. I'm
3: squirrel so glad com. I bought instead of rented. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> Clay's right. As you're walking around, if you're a people watcher, like I know we all are, it is the perfect place to pull up a chair and sit and stare at what's showed up at this deal <laughs> Because we've had teams from as far away as the Netherlands. Wow. Really? Do they, they even
3: have
0: squirrels in the Netherlands? I, I'm not real sure. you got to come here to cook them.
2: But uh, we've had teams from the Netherlands. We've had a couple female bankers from New York City. Oh, wow. Oh, that's cool. Who brought them in. We we get West Coast teams. We've had teams from Canada. We had a judge from Italy come to do this. And, And so why I'm saying this is this ain't no joke. This is the real deal. When we crown you as a world champion... You're the world champ. You should never serve that squirrel on a paper plate again. That's what I'm talking about. There you about. go. Uh, it's fine china. <laughs> so you're doing an entree and a side dish, and your side dish should pair with your entree. And a couple— What,
3: what variety of wine goes best with—
2: it's, It matters what how you cook the squirrel, I mean. Got it. Start but, meat. but we red had a— Up until a couple years ago, it was kind of blind. I give you a a styrofoam box. You put your groceries in there. It turned it into the judges. And then I'd open up the box and give them to the judges. And they'd say, what is this? I'd say, I have no idea. Squirrel. (laughs) And uh, so now we give the teams the opportunity. They put a three-by-five card inside that box. And it'll describe what dish they've turned in. Because if you know what it's supposed to be, it'll kind of taste like that, right? Right. Mm, And uh, how many
1: judges mm -hmm. are there,
3: Joe? So we'll have twelve judges. Twelve. Six
2: on one side, six on the other. Each judge, you know, we have an odd set of judges and an even set. So depending on what your turn in token says, if you're number two, you go on the right side. If you're number one, you go on the left. Because it is torture, man. Yeah. When you've got twenty dishes, that's an entree and a side. and there's a chance you'll have a number eight shot in any of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got an orthodontist on the standby. <laughs> and so it's it's a workout to eat it. And And as a judge, you sign up to eat everything we throw in front of you and judge it fairly. So most cooking competitions, if it's chili or brisket or steaks or whatever you're doing, everybody's in the same realm. So it's real easy to pick the best brisket from that day. Mm-hmm. This, everything's different. Mm-hmm. So we judge you on your own merit. If you make a squirrel meatloaf, well, we're judging on what we want as our best meatloaf. Okay. And how close you come to that squirrel
3: mark. Squirrel Kiev.
4: I'm just saying, don't make squirrel meatloaf for the championship cook-off. You're, <laughs> you're not going to win that thing.
2: <laughs> well,
0: uh, <laughs> you know, squirrel squirrel meatballs placed really well in the past can you give us a couple of examples of stuff that's one i mean it's it's stuff that you just would never dream of
2: oh man uh we've had uh, mexican dishes do really well yeah i'll just put it to you that way um we've had a lot of mexican dishes work out we've had a lot of italian dishes work out really well um
4: so squirrel squirrel does well with tomato Well, squirrel is
2: In the season. tofu of the woods, so it'll <laughs> gather whatever flavor profile you throw at it. Uh,
0: and I, I can when I was there and I'm trying to remember, but there was one there was one group that their whole thing was to make a Chick-fil-A sandwich.
2: I disqualified them. Really? Yeah. Why? Well, because our rules are simple. 100% of the preparation of this dish has to take place on site. Okay, they did oh, something. Man. And so there's no marination, there's no prep work done. And to make that Chick-fil-A sandwich, okay. that meant you had to marinate it in pickle juice. That's yeah. the secret to the Chick-fil-A chicken. Okay. Is the pickle juice. Yep.
0: Well, the just as an example though, even though this team got disqualified, I didn't realize it. These guys like their booth looked like a Chick fil A booth. I love it. And they and they made this thing's not on the, Sunday, the, is The it? same no. little... <laughs> they wouldn't be open. Yeah. It, it, it was good. You know, they made a little Chick-fil-A deal, and that was their thing. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of Asian dishes. Oh, yeah. uh, the BHA guys that I Great knew over guys. there, they, uh, they made... Uh, like uh squirrel nachos and we're feeding them to people all day. It's, is
2: it BYO squirrel? It is, man. That's part of the game. So I love the it. game is is to get people back in the outdoors. And so squirrels not a commodity we can go to the grocery store and purchase. Um it, ironically, I know Steve Ranella was just on CBS Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And uh He was what? The Martha Stewart of... Yeah. Yeah.
4: The uh, Julia Child.
2: Julia Child of the campfire. campfire. So I'll throw my humbleness out here. I beat Steve Rinella on to CBS Sunday Morning. (laughs) (laughs) I was on it years before he was. And I was the first guy. You know, at the end of CBS Sunday Morning, there's a majestic scene of like a moose blowing steam out of its nostrils. Or an old blue herring just tiptoeing through the water. They got me to uh, be the first guy to shoot at something. Oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, so I'm sitting on Spavenaw Creek on, on a lawn chair, and about three feet from me is this dude from Seattle, Washington. And they brought their little goon with them who was from Manhattan, not Kansas. And uh, <laughs> the little guy's writing on a card. Handing it to the guy to ask me the questions, and they're trying to burn down my house. I could promise you. As we're sitting there, they're they're trying to get people. I mean, what
0: are they interviewing you about? The, the, squ- the, ch- the squirrel cook-off.
2: Why we would kill something if we could go to the grocery store and just buy it? Okay. And uh, y- you know your standard questions that come to a hunter from somebody who's not a hunter. And one of the questions was, surely you eat fast food. And I said, yes, sir, man. I said, an antelope will do 43, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? And so I was one-upping him, and that was the game I was playing. (laughs) So down the creek, about 100 yards, walks out this little old gray squirrel to take a drink of that cool spring water. And the little man from Manhattan, he says, could you shoot that squirrel at that distance? I said, oh, yeah, in the face. (laughs) (laughs) And so I lean up (laughs) on this tree. And I'd been, I'd done some TV. I'd done the Andrew Zimmerman deal. I had never been around a camera like these guys' camera. I don't know what HD they were, <laughs> but it was more than we got at my house, you know? And so they got two cameras in front of me, one behind me, that great big umbrella that's lit. And they said, whenever you're ready. <laughs> and so I <laughs> breathe in one, pow, I shoot. And I've killed hundreds upon hundreds of squirrels. I had never killed one like this that was ready for TV. As that bullet just barely nicked him, he goes, (laughs) 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 And like a three-toed sloth, this thing is grasping at stones, (laughs) crawling, playing it up for the movies. Oh, no. And the guy says, what are you feeling? What's your emotions? I said, I'm pretty upset. He said about wounding that animal, man, I missed it clean. Uh, I said, I'm upset because I don't get to cook it for you. <laughs> and my mind's just running through on every excuse I could come up with because I thought the day this airs is the last day I'm going to be able to walk <laughs> into my house, you know, yeah. and uh, they cut it. They, they, <laughs> they cut it out, and the show actually turned out really good. So whenever I, whenever I heard but Steve Renella was on that show— and uh, I thought, yeah, I was on there, too. They about, about burnt down my house.
0: <laughs> Man. Well, Brent. Yo. Can we get a commitment from you to be at the World Championship Squirrel Cook-Off? Let me
2: do this. I've got seat number one over there on the left-hand side that I'll put you down in the judging spot if you'll oh. accept it.
4: 40 squirrels. Mm. I'm
2: there, pal. I got you. Mark it down. 40? I got you. This
4: Squirrels. is big. This is huge. I got you. Now,
2: September Game and Fish just auctioned off one of these on the foundation deal. Oh,
0: really? A spot as a judge? Yeah,
2: as a judge. I think they got like 400 and bucks so you're going to be a judge? It. Oh, my gosh.
5: Uh, absolutely. I'll be honored to.
2: Yeah, man. We'll be honored to have you. Yeah. I know that you come qualified.
5: Yeah. I come from a long line of squirrel eaters and killers.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, expect this. If you're coming from a long distance, you should probably look for your hotel room because we've got multiple things happening that weekend. And so go ahead and get you a hotel. Uh, The event starts at nine in the morning, should be wrapped up by about 4.30, but we'll keep you busy all day looking and, and laughing. Does it cost money to get in? Clay, I would never charge anybody for a good time. And so, no, it's
0: free. That's incredible. That's great. Man, okay, I will most likely be there. Are we going to have an opportunity to eat squirrel just oh, as yeah. a
3: participant? Yeah. yeah. So, okay. so, How long- oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Missy.
4: How long do they have to prepare it if they can't prepare anything off-site?
2: So th- what we do is first thing in the morning about 8 o'clock, we'll have uh, a, a meeting of the teams. And we'll once again go through all the rules and regulations at 8.30. I'm going to send my meat inspectors around. And this is to make sure there's no contraband squirrel inside them coolers you know, don't be fooling me with some rabbits.
1: <laughs> <Okay>. mm.
2: <laughs> and, uh, and so we'll also test the meat to make sure that it's 40 or under. Okay. Because there's a chance you're going to eat it. Now, when you come and sample something, you're playing this game at your own risk. So we uh, inspect at nine o'clock, the team's fired up and they could cook on any heat source. So if you want to cook on a Coleman stove, that's fine. If you want to cook on a, Ten thousand dollars smoker that you won the Texas brisket competition in. You're more than welcome to cook on that. Um, you can you can fry it, you can bake it, you could roast it, you name it. We've even had squirrel sushi. We've had squirrel ice
5: cream. Um, the desserts are kind of out wow. there. The hardest yeah. part about smoking a squirrel is keeping him lit. <laughs> That's yep. right.
2: That's right. You got to bite <laughs> off the end of it first. That's it. That's the trick. <laughs> and. Uh, We hope to have, if if anybody's listening and they have something, um, a group or somebody that needs a little bit of of support, uh, you can contact me and maybe we could get you a booth set up at that deal as well. So you'll
0: have some vendors?
2: Got to have um, some vendors. Local people? Vendors. Outdoor stuff? Organizations. Y'all know if we lose one generation of hunters where we're at as a country we're, we're in trouble. And so y'all show and, and everybody who does it the right way is, is doing God's work on this deal because we're just a vote, We're inches away from losing our kids in the outdoors. And, and so if I could help promote our youth in the outdoors, if I could help bring back an old timer that used to love squirrel hunting, if I could get him drugged back out in the woods, um, then it's worth it because I could guarantee you, Clay, I ain't never made a penny on this deal. And I don't want to tell my wife what we haven't had because of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it's that important. And and seeing these urban people show up and have their nose pointed up in the air when they get there, and by the end of it, you watch them walking around nibbling on a squirrel leg or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, That's my success story.
0: Man, I think what you're doing, Joe, I mean i, I, I I've called you a hero before for putting yeah. this thing on which it, i mean i I absolutely love it. Just like Dave Crockett,
2: uh I stepped into this deal by accident, but it's given me some opportunities. You know, I was telling Brent earlier that uh, I've got a nonprofit organization that we travel around the country and we feed. Firefighters, police officers, first responders, a ribeye steak dinner, and that's off a of bovine. That's not off of a squirrel. <laughs> and uh, squirrel ribeye. We we've, we've made a uh, forty thousand ribeye steak dinners across the country. That's amazing. To steaks for sheepdogs. Steaks for sheepdogs. And uh, our goal is to show community. You could not get along with somebody there there's certain people in this country you may not like but you'll eat at their restaurant um breaking bread is really the secret to to neighbors and friendships and all that and we can always have a meal and work out our issues that's whenever your guard's down whenever you're eating especially good food and so uh six years ago in Dallas Texas a bad guy showed up he he killed a bunch of police officers I seen an opportunity for me to slide in there and try to make a change and uh we've we've helped people we'll never win the fight it's impossible to make everybody appreciate that we have sheepdogs out there taking care of us because um, people are going to dislike people regardless but I know whenever our team shows up and we put smiles on faces. And every time you've spoken to people, whether it be at church or on one of your adventures, there'll be somebody who'll call you and say, I needed that that day, you know? And that's that's my trophy, is we'll leave a community and I'll get a phone call and there'll be someone I've never met before say, you don't know where I was at that day. And when you showed up and fed us, it gave me a, a clearer view that we're still together as a country, and I'm not saying I've saved anybody. I just know that we've touched hearts through ribeye steaks, some really good mashed potatoes, and some dang good green beans. No, <laughs> and do it every time, <laughs> man. That's incredible. Steaks, steaks for shoot dogs. Yes, sir.
0: That's awesome, man.
2: Yeah, I appreciate it. And and you know, it's, it's we're a hundred percent volunteer organization. Um, I don't know how I have the gas money to show up here today because everything I do is for free, you know? But we're born with a, with a last name. It's kind of our brand. And I've listened to your stories about your boy being left out in the woods and, and all that. Well, he's a Newcomb. And uh, I've got a last name, of Wilson. And so I wanted to give my kids a solid foundation, a brand name my last name given to my kids should be able to give them some opportunity to where people would know joe was a good old boy so maybe that acorn didn't fall far from the tree on on his son or his daughter and uh i I don't know if this is going to work or not but i'm going to give them the easiest path to people believing and if they say it they're going to do it so that's kind of how i stand on that deal that's, that's awesome
5: man that's good stuff
0: brother yeah. hey tell us about uh and this isn't a sales pitch for joe's spice thing but it is oh shoot wilson shire sauce tell me about I, i've it's got questions stuff. joe just handed me a bottle when i left uh, left him the other day and i was like what is this and he said put it on anything it'll taste good and man it does. Wilsonshire sauce is yeah. a craft a Worcestershire sauce.
2: See, you had a hard time saying it, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So I woke up one morning, same show, CBS Sunday morning, and uh, they had the top five hardest words for an American to say. One of them was squirrel, and I already had that covered. And the other one was that Worcestershire, right?
0: <laughs> really? And, Worcestershire I thought song. I said it really pretty good there. Worcestershire.
2: <laughs> and uh, so I thought, well, maybe I could do better. So I read the label on that Lee and and I went to three different grocery stores, bought some stuff, and it kind of looked like a lab inside the house. I kicked everybody out and said, leave me alone. I'm inventing something. (laughs) And uh, in my shop, I've got a fermentation refrigerator like most of us do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, of course.
2: (laughs) And uh, I filled a big old jar full of a concoction, and about a month, I went out there and looked at it and didn't look right. Second month, heck, it looked even worse. Third month, it had grown a big skin over the top, and I hit it with a blender, took a tablespoon of it, drank it, sat in my chair, woke up in the morning, and I hadn't died. That made me hungry. (laughs) And so I bottled 20 bottles of it. I sent it around the country to people that I knew would appreciate it. And Mark Lambert, who's a seven-time world champion of barbecue, I gave him a bottle, and he won an event with it. And he says, Ooh. I need more. I says, you're in trouble. It takes three <laughs> months to make it. <laughs> mm. And after about two years of him prodding me, we made uh, Wilsonshire Wilsonshire a commercial thing, and we've sold thousands of bottles of it. But, you know, right here in the state of Arkansas, we've got Townsend Spice and Supply, and they're out of Melbourne, Arkansas, little small place. And, and they make all the rest of my seasonings, and I brought you all some seasonings because if you're going to eat, you might as well make it taste good. That's so where I'm can
0: gonna. we buy Wilsonshire, uh you Wilsonshire could, sauce?
2: If you could spell it, you could go online and just type it in, and you'll find a place Man. that's got it. Man,
0: Josh, it's hard to describe. You, you you, you get a bottle of what you realize is Worcestershire sauce, right. and you're like, how often do I use Worcestershire sauce? I use it all the time. Dude, you have drink. got to. When, have, when try, when it's not done. normal. If
3: you want to flavor
0: something, oh, I mean, yeah. if
3: you want a good, you know – there's, there's, what is there, five flavors? This got there's the umami the, in there. It, yeah, that's, that's the, the umami is well, his, the savory his flavor. sauce. That's
0: the best way to it, get it. it. It doesn't even make sense because you eat it, you drink it, or you put it, you don't drink it. I'm just, I drank mine right out of that little, <laughs> Clay, that we're, <laughs> we're going to have don't, a drink don't, don't, after don't, the show. Clay's got
3: like anyway, a rabbit
0: bottle that he just licks it, on. It's good. <laughs> it's good. Hey, we have, uh, we got we got a segue here, we got a segue, big right. segue, Let's big do it. big swing, Davy Davy Crockett, yeah. Y'all ready? Oh, I've heard Ding. of Davey Crockett. Listen, you guys d- don't know it, but y'all have walked into a trap, every one of you. I feel because like we that have a quiz for you. I have a quiz Oh, for Davy Crockett episode David, number two. David. So Crockett. now. Ding, 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 ding. Cue the music. We're now on a game down, show. Down, down, and I'm going to see if y'all actually <laughs> listen. Uh, every time I tell like Josh to come, Brent to come, I'm like, did you listen to the podcast? You know we listen and to it. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. whatever dude, <laughs> you didn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, sure we did. <laughs> okay, so uh, I have seven questions. Mm. Well, the first person to answer correctly gets one point. You will be charged with Do, keeping your own score. Are we raising our score. hands or are we just blurting
3: it out? Blurting it out. Okay. Hmm.
0: You will be charged with keeping your own score, but it will be a buddy system. We will be <sighs> I've already monitoring, got six your, monitoring you. All right. It's going to start out easy and get progressively harder. Good. Okay. In nineteen ninety one, what country rock band released a cover the of spam Josh Spellmaker? Booyah. Y- hey, I got I an got extra point in on 19- that. Let me read the full question. In nineteen ninety one, what country rock band released a cover of the ballad of Davy Crockett? The correct answer is the Kentucky, Kentucky Headhunters. Josh, had you ever heard that? I had not. Of it? It's a great, great version though. Did uh, you like it? I did like it.
4: Listen. Have you heard it,
0: Joe? Oh yeah, many times. Yeah.
4: I have a bone to pick with you. It is the version. You know I grew up in Hatfield, Arkansas. You know, I heard that version before (laughs) and watched the movie, the video. Like, I remember as a kid.
0: All the people with the coon skin. There was
4: this channel. Like, we had five channels in Hatfield. And then one day, all of us got 18, and one of them was More Music, which was this. It was this video. It showed music videos. MTV was not allowed in Polk County. So that was like my first experience. In Polk County,
3: like it. They wouldn't let it Yeah, it air. wasn't. It? You couldn't yeah. get it there. You could not get it. Oh, wow. uh,
4: eventually, people got satellites, and you could get it on satellite.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh,
4: but you couldn't get it. Like, it was not allowed. So, so I hadn't seen music videos like everybody else. And the Kentucky Headhunters came on there. And, man, that guy had oh, side, side. And, <laughs> and, Oh, yeah. And, I mean, my brothers and I, when they would come on, we loved it. One of those <laughs> guys was from Leachville. Really?
5: Yeah. Is that Arkansas? Yeah, up in Mississippi County. Okay. Yeah, the I, bass I player. Well, I
4: am not surprised.
5: Okay, did, did y'all like <laughs> like that? Wasn't played at y'all's wedding. It was, kind of, a, it was <laughs> kind of a
0: new trick I did. Played the song, but then described what yeah. was happening. Did you like that? Yeah. A visual so what sport I didn't sport. what I didn't put in there was when the drummer got up from the drum set to chase the bear. He actually went and turned on this little handmade auto drummer. Like, it was a joke. Mm, yeah, like I remember he, 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 that. He, he, like, jumps up from the drum set, but the music's playing, so the music, like, the drum keeps going. And they had to figure out a way you to fix that. You know what's funny that. is when
3: you said that, I thought, well,
0: who's drumming now? <laughs> you actually thought I that? I did. I did. <laughs> well, okay, so in the music video, there's, like, a handmade, hand-drawn little little box, and it says... It says manual drum and auto drum, and he flicks it to auto drum, and then jumps out the window and chases the bear. Okay,
5: I, I didn't even think anything about that. When uh, Josh is
0: a deep thinker, Elvis is a thinking. One of the Elvis
5: game. movies, he was singing a song, and he wanted the Jordanaires to back him up while he's riding his motorcycle down the road. They're like, Elvis, you can't have the Jordanaires singing. He said, Where are we going to put him? He said, I guess the same place where the folks are playing the music. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's riding a motorcycle and <laughs> singing. All right question number two I, I'm gonna ask I know that, that one you of the questions to you're the gonna question. ask. I know one of the that's not
3: fair because we're all gonna answer at the same time if we know it okay just answer the question okay
0: what state was David oh, I knew you're gonna born ask in
3: oh I mean I
2: got the answer go ahead, go no go ahead. I, I, so I, it was Tennessee before it, it yeah. was as it was tied into the North Carolina, okay. right?
0: Okay, does anybody... But this is not correct It was called Frank- Franklin? Franklin! Franklin. Boom. So you hey, were John, on the right Josh. track.
3: I was trying to yes. remember. I knew, I that, was, it, I knew that question it was going to come up. Yeah, it's but I what remember. is now
0: Tennessee. But at the time, it was considered the state of Franklin. Four or five years, Which was like four years when there was a state named after Benjamin Franklin.
3: Well, he deserved Oh, it was named after Benjamin Franklin. That's, That's what I, I that. think.
0: Is there another Franklin. In American no, history, well, I'm other. sure there's several. It was, no, it was no there's Big only one. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, one of the founding fathers, Franklin. It was, Reeves, it was Richard, yeah, and Richard so Franklin. Everybody, like even Kirk. song says, "Born on a mountaintop in Tennessee." And the the complicated version is, well, it actually wasn't Tennessee when he was born there. But the, so, Josh, did you get that right? Nothing Franklin. Yeah. So you got Franklin, two right. Two. He did say Franklin. Josh, wow, the score is two to zero. Okay. At what age did David Crockett's father, Twelve. John, uh, I was gonna say it. first bond him out to work? You know, I have never thought about that.
3: Had I thought about you bonding have, out my kids, out I would David. have gone into tons of debt. Yeah.
0: yeah. I wish you could rent I him mean, right out a, to the credit card company. I've got <laughs> a son
3: who is who will work anybody under the table, and I should have <laughs> bonded him out years ago.
0: You should you should see if you work something out with Visa or Mastercard just to have <laughs> it work correctly idea. for them. Brent Reeves with the correct answer twelve. Twelve. You know what I learned? So a good way to approach American history to me, just trying to understand what was going on, is when you're when you're looking into this stuff, you just kind of learn about how life was by these details that don't seem to make a lot of sense or, or aren't that relevant. But what I learned inside of this is that it was extremely common. For people to bond out their children, like have them like go live with people
5: here's was something that I thought was interesting I thought you know at twelve years old now we think about that that is a that they're still a child for almost ten more years, really yeah, but i I looked up several different things that i that I researched said that the average lifespan of somebody back then was like thirty mm. so that's a Really, a quarter. Uh, yeah. Somebody's already lived a quarter of the life by the time they're 12. It's time he got up and made something of himself. <laughs> yeah,
3: I mean, <laughs> that's a good people way were getting about. married at 13, 14, 15, yeah. 16. Yeah. Really, I mean, I
5: was like Clay, kidding, huh? but I mean, yep. that's really It's kind of wild to think about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whitetail Institute launched the food plot revolution in 1988 with a concentration on research and real world testing of forage products specifically for whitetail deer. Whitetail Institute's research and development team of agronomy experts provide effective, personalized service. I've been using Imperial Whitetail Clover for a long time in a food plot back behind my house. In 2007, I killed the biggest buck of my life over an Imperial Whitetail Clover small quarter acre food plot. Imperial Whitetail Clover is the only clover scientifically developed through years of selective breeding. Clover Extreme Genetic Stability provides extreme cold tolerance, disease, and drought tolerance. It really does. Clover is coated with Whitetail Institute's Rain Bond, a polymer coating added for enhanced seedling survivability. They have an exclusive offer for Bear Grease listeners, 15% off imperial clover when you use the code bear at whitetailinstitute.com. That's whitetailinstitute.com and use code bear for 15% off. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? Give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. She'll love looking back on these memories and seeing what you're up to today. Even better with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app. You can keep updating mom's frame with new photos, so it's the gift that keeps on giving. And this is not a joke. Juju Newcomb has an Aura frame, and we share photos, and they're incredible. Also, my mother-in-law has one. We have them. They truly are really good, really high-quality. The Aura frame is easy to set up. It takes just two minutes to set up a frame using the Aura app. It also adjusts the display depending on light levels in the room to maintain the true color of your photos. For real, the digital screen is amazing. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame when you use code BEAR, B-E-A-R, BEAR. That's AuraFrames.com. Use code BEAR at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. The old-timers say that the turkeys start gobbling when the leaves are as big as squirrels' ears and the red buds start popping. And we're about there, and we are there in the south. The Onyx Hunt app is one of my most valuable tools in the spring woods. With tools like coniferous versus deciduous tree distribution layer, you can save time by locating edges or transition areas of mixing habitats from home. Find an area like this with water in close proximity, and more than likely, there will be a goblin turkey nearby. Knowing the exact boundaries of private ground ensures I stay on the right side of the fence, but can easily find public ground to go see if I can't strike a gobbler. If you do get one to sound off, using compass mode and waypoints will help you pinpoint his exact location allowing you to move in and make the perfect setup to bring him right into your lap. Download the Onyx Hunt app today. You'll be glad you did. Onyx has a special offer for you. Use code BEARGREASE to receive 20% off your membership at com slash hunt this spring. Okay, so the score is one to two. Joe and Misty are we We're bringing zero. up the rear. Bringing up the rear. Okay. <laughs> well,
4: I think I should maybe get half points because I knew two of the answers.
0: Well, this is, and the, I think okay. Joe should
4: get a half point because he had an explanation for one I, of the answers. I, mm.
0: I'll fight my way back. Okay, <laughs> okay, oh, no, <laughs> but I will, Joe. The next round, David Crockett. Running. David Crockett spoke of. He said that he had blank number of the most vicious bear dogs Fifty, seven. in the South. Seven goes to Joe Wilson. Good job. Count he me. had seven. Of the most vicious nice job, bear Joe. dogs in the South, a white one said. and six black ones. Yep. That's right, and Nailed the white it. one was
4: a Walker dog. Clay well, face. it
0: it had to have been. Like and you he didn't have I mean, like six. There were other, no, no other no, white no dogs. Negative. It for sure. They. For, uh, so there's. It's complete speculation. Crockett, said that he did not like pure breed dogs. Right. He liked a mixed a mixed breed dog which is common still today in a lot of places people like the mixed breed dogs Hybrid, I guarantee used
2: to. you one of his dogs wasn't bred with a poodle No nope. <laughs> no it wasn't a crocodile uh,
0: he that's the only indication of the type of dogs he had was he, he I love it cuz he said you know he was he was baying this bear at night in mm-hmm. the dark and the only dog he could see was this white dog And I think, and Walker hounds weren't really Walker hounds by that time, but there were a lot of hounds from Europe coming in at that. I mean, all of our hounds obviously came from Europe, but George Washington was bringing in purebred purebred hounds. The plots in the 1750s first got here. And, you know, by the time Crockett was hunting in the early 1800s, um, the plot breed would have been extremely tight there yeah. in Eastern North Carolina which that's right where Crockett was I mean yeah. Crockett would have been probably within less than a hundred miles of where the plots were at that time so it's you know it's possible right. but unlikely <laughs> he probably had uh, just a mix of black and tan and English and running dogs and curs they like to clip their tails houndsmen today typically don't clip their dog's tails especially in the east in the west they do but but crockett said he loved a, a a dog with a clipped tail um later we're gonna see uh in the next episode we're gonna hear about the most famous painting of crockett which was done in manhattan new york and the painter back in those days when you painted someone you actually just had to stand there mm-hmm. and they painted you so it's like a days long thing right and uh, he wanted a picture of himself. I'm, I'm spilling the beans. This is like my favorite part of the next episode. Are you he, sure you want to do that? This is the one where he's tipping the hat. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. And I hadn't talked about it yet, so good job on that. Uh, no extra points. Point. Yeah. He, uh, half yeah. point half to point. Joe Wilson. <laughs> one and a half. Two, one. <laughs> and he, uh, the guy was just painting some random dogs on there. And Crockett was like, no, 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 no. We got to go find some dogs that look... No, no, no. This is what it was. The guy was painting these purebred dogs that he had got from somewhere in New York. And Crockett was like, no, we got to find some dogs that look like Tennessee bear dogs. Yuppie dogs. They went to the streets and got these mongrel dogs and brought them back in. And Mm. Crockett was like, they look like it. Yes. Here we are. Question number four. This is a fill-in-the-blank question. This is a quote from Crockett. He said, if a fellow is born to be hung, he will never be drowned. And further if he is born it for will not be blank hung. even flower barrels can't make mash of him. Nope. Let me read it again. Dr- if r- a r- if a fellow is <laughs> I'm born, trying to remember this Stroke. is one of my favorite quotes. Is it quotes. drowned? No, no, no. Well, listen, y- you're looking for a word, but this is one of my favorite Crockett quotes. He said, if you're born to be if you're born to be hung, you'll never be drowned. Uh, right. I explained that today mm-hmm. to yes. my yep. son. Mm-hmm. I love that quote. He said, if a fellow's born to be hung, he'll never be drowned. And further, if he is born for blank, even flower barrels can't mash
3: up. Congress is oh, correct. This yeah, guy. I, knew, I knew it was in there. Yeah. Three, and I'm going to listen three, next time. one. I listened to the podcast one. once at regular speed and twice. A second time at one and a half speed. No, really. So it all you can listen to play at one there. and a
4: half. I listen at one point two five. I can't 1. get 5, that guy. at One point 5. five. That's pretty. Impressive. I mainly
3: listen to it because I like that.
0: Yeah, do,
3: it's do, so do. fun. Yeah.
4: <laughs> uh,
0: I think a podcast is totally ruined if you what have do, to I up the speed. I agree. That's what. I'm a, what do you, I'm a, what a one you, X guy.
3: Yeah. Is that like this? This film has been edited to fit to format your screen. remember when they used to do that? Oh yeah.
4: Man, I I actually wish I
0: could do that to people.
3: <laughs> yeah, like now, in that real life conversations could you kind of speed a, this up a like, little here, bit you're
0: Just pointing down to, down to Josh down. when
5: you did that <laughs> yeah <Misty>. So Crockett,
0: <laughs> in, in Crockett's biography I think it's important to note this so Daniel Boone I, I made this statement like four times because I think it's important Daniel Boone became this American archetype Daniel Boone was like a generation before Crockett Boone we have this image of him that's really pristine and I think it's partly because we never really saw boone's humanity from his own voice there were all these autobiographies of boone were lost or destroyed and so boone is kind of this mysterious guy that we never actually heard from him in his own voice and boone has this kind of mythical figure because of that crockett was so genuine vulnerable and real in his autobiography i think it is detrimental to him and uh The autobiography is laced with political stuff. And and it kind of bugged me because it's like every time he was talking, he would say, but then, but at that time I didn't know that one day I would be great and sit amongst the greatest (laughs) men of the world. Like he he kind of was self-aggrandizing quite a bit.
2: Because he still had an agenda of being president. Absolutely. And so he, you know, I was thinking about this through the show. When you're a state representative, you're there for two years. Yep. Right. And so as soon as you get elected, you're trying to get reelected, which is kind of a flaw in our whole deal. If you gave those guys a five year term, maybe a single five year term, that way you're not worried about getting reelected and self promoting as much as you are right. taking care of of your folks it's in business. in your region. Don't yeah. bring
5: common sense into this. I'm sorry. Joe. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah. But that, that's how that's how I got it, and, and you know, you talked about him being a self promoter. Yeah, I mean, he would be a star on Twitter or YouTube yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. that's who he was. Yeah. So,
0: well, he was always bringing he was always bringing up his political career inside his autobiography,
4: and that's probably why people don't like him. Like that's the legacy. He well, w- if that's his autobiography, that's before, the legacy.
0: I said it before. If, if he'd had a good editor, an editor could have toned publicist. him down. Mm. I mean, I, I'm being honest. I think a lot of people might write something like that, but it goes through so many, they would be like, hey, that sounds, people said that to me before, believe it or not, Joe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, they've been like, hey, when you say it like that, it sounds well, I wonder this how, way or that.
5: I wonder if that correlated to the style of the time, though. And I agree. When you had to be the loudest, when the loudest yeah. guy got heard. Yeah. Or that he was a
2: southern fr- frontiersman. And everybody in the east thought he was gonna be an idiot regardless. Yeah. yeah.
4: From the cane. Yeah, he
0: kinda had a a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, he
2: had to fight his way through and I I, I well,
0: it it was style of the time. And and what we heard from Robert Morgan is that Crockett like emerged as You know, some would say America's first big Mm -hmm. celebrity—that someone that was famous in their own time, that knew about their fame, that interacted with their fame, had plays made about them, had a global bestseller book—and he, the way he talked and the way he communicated, impacted like the the next hundred years of literature. And and he probably wasn't the only one, like it, but he was a big voice inside of that. So, like him just being verbose and talking about himself and jumping the Ohio and whipping Wildcats and all this stuff. Like, I don't think he was the one that created that. I think he heard people like that on the American frontier. But he was the first guy that had a mouthpiece that was talking like that. Yeah. And, you know, I think he kind of – he liked that, and he probably took it a little – And
2: then it gave – Probably one of the greatest storytellers of all time, Sam Clemens, yeah. gave mm-hmm. him a catapult yeah. to to move on and be Mark Twain. Did he yeah. ever learn to read?
0: Crockett? Yeah. Yeah, he did.
5: Did I miss that? Was I? Yeah, that you in missed that. One?
0: That was question well, The next question was <laughs> okay. where did Crockett learn Count to it. read?
5: Well, when you when you ask it again, I'm almost ask it like did he ever learn to read? Is yeah. that really he one of the it? questions? No, it's not. It's Canada.
0: Bam! Bonus point. Wow. Where was it? No. Canada. So the honest right. Quaker Canada yeah. was this like really straight laced influence in Crockett's life. Crockett was just like a poverty stricken, rough back I mean, you, you get the feeling his dad really loved Party him. Party animal. But his dad was a rough man. Just like a rough old just frontiersman pushed by poverty. Was constantly running from being bankrupt and crisis after crisis. His dad had grist mill. Man, pretty much in American history, if you read about, th- here's a hot tip: if you're reading about American history and you see, and then they borrowed some money to have a grist mill, guaranteed it's going to get washed away in a flood <laughs> yeah. and cause them to go bankrupt. You're going to be every sad. time <laughs> happened to Boone, happened to Crockett, <laughs> happened to every single person that ever had a grist mill. So don't get into that business, but. But Canada was a big influence on Crockett that kind of, and there's been people like that identified with that. Like people, I I made a statement about how people outside of your immediate family, when you're in this influential age, really do influence you. I I know men that, and not that your family does something wrong, but you're just family. It's like you come out with this worldview from your family and then you kind of, you see there's other ways to do things. Okay. Question number five. What European capital city did Crockett almost sail to at the age of 14? Paris. Wrong. <laughs> London. Bam. Misty Newcomb with I one. I remember that. Yeah, one. Crockett. Right. It, we were like, <laughs> literally, Crockett's, uh, the guy Crockett was working with physically restrained him from getting on a boat and sailing to London. And who knows? He may have oh, got over right, there I and stayed and never come back. Yep. Interesting. When he was just a kid. Okay. Mark Twain was born how many months before Crockett died at the Alamo? If you remember,
4: oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. talked
0: about how their lives overlapped. Four. Who said that? I did. Brentley. Brent Reeves, four months. So, what was I got? Ten Mark Twain yeah. and, I got and 47. Davy Crockett, <laughs> their lives overlapped by four months. I, I, I'm fascinated by thinking about our lifespans. Yep. And, you know, I talked about how I was born in 1979. You do the math, I mean, if somebody was 80 years old. You know,
3: my, my great-grandfather, who I knew well, was born in 1898. Wow. And I'd love to listen to him yeah, tell stories. Um, pretty amazing.
0: So think That's about, cool. think I mean, of, if th- that were extrapolated back, um, how much older was he than you? Well, he, was, he would have been
3: 96 when he died, and that was probably 1992.
0: So you would have been like ten. So he would have been like eighty something years no, older than 1992, you. Nineteen ninety two. I was sixteen. So what, what I'm year saying were
3: you born, is, Josh? what I'm saying is, is seventy six. Seventy six. So if there's was, about a, a seventy. Oh yeah. He
4: he was 90, he
0: was eighty.
4: Eighty. Ninety seven.
0: Eighty eight years older. Oh. Than now me. what the math I'm trying to do though no, is if right. if he was born in eighteen ninety eight <laughs> and he was oh, ten 99. years old. He would have could have been interacting with people born in the eighteen thirties or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. So technically he could have known men that would have fought Davy Crockett. Yeah. Well, yeah, you could
2: go like if if you go eighty years back, say like our World War II guys. Yeah. Those you go eighty years back from that, and that was Civil War guys, and you go eighty years back from that and it's it's the independence. And so if you take that 'Cause we got the two hundred and fiftieth anniversary coming up. Yeah. We're not that far removed yeah. from the founding fathers of this country, which that's some pretty amazing history if, if you just sit back and think about yeah. it for a minute. Yeah. And so I'm right there with you. I, I think this is amazing, the overlap.
0: Yeah. You don't think you, you think you hear the eighteen hundreds and it, it's like that might as well have been like Dinosaurs. Ten thousand Yeah, <laughs> dinosaurs. Yeah. But it's not. Yeah. I was
5: sixteen. Or seventeen, when my great grandfather died, and he was born in eighteen ninety-one. Really? Yep. I'm sitting there. I just did the census thing. So you're because I couldn't you're remember
0: great grandfather.
5: My great grandfather. Yep. And you knew it.
0: So the same,
3: same, yes. born born about the same
5: difference in age between your
3: great grandfather
5: yeah. and my great grandfather. He, ni- he was born in eighteen ninety-one.
4: Your daughters knew. They're great. Well, great. on my side, they're they're great, great. Grandparents held them.
0: Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. It was my great grandparents. Right. And they're, yeah, that's that's pretty cool.
0: That's pretty cool. Okay, so the score is two. I've got fourteen. Two, one, One <laughs> three one. How do you Jones get Joe's one? Josh's three. Misty one. How Reeves many questions Reeves? are left? Two. There are two questions left. Okay. okay. Two questions left. What was up. the name of Crockett's first rifle, a 48 caliber slant lock? Who said it first? I got Brent Betsy. Did. Bam. Joe was a cheater. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Joe well, was making it up well, just like he name. did the World Championship <laughs> Squirrel <named> Cook-Off. <laughs> What's that? It was named Almost, after
3: his sister. It was named after his sister, but it wasn't him that named it.
0: Well, yeah. Well, that, that wasn't the question. Well, he, he did so call his Rainbow. rifle Betsy. Okay, so he called but it Betsy? He he did officially call his rifle Betsy, but the rifle that I actually got to hold in Knoxville mm. was not, not most Bet- likely not the, the rifle that he called Betsy. But he called, okay. did
4: he call all of his... Uh, yeah, that's did, what all, I... In the I think, podcast, I it was, was
0: a It was unclear. Betsy. Yeah. I, I think it, this is more where you get into the mythology because really the only hard, hard evidence... The, the the primary source data that you have about David Crockett is that book right there, A Narrative of the Life of David Crockett by David Crockett. And he never mentions Betsy in that book. He doesn't. Yeah, he, he doesn't talk about Betsy. But, uh, you know, there were a lot of people that knew Crockett that wrote about him that would would have brought he that up. He looks just
5: like Fess Parker.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He looks
5: just like Daniel Boone to me.
0: Um, So... What did y'all think about? Uh, was it cool? M- w- MJ. Oh yeah. <laughs> did, was that a good one? It yeah. was a good one. That was I there. live for being able to do stuff like that on a podcast. Yeah. Like put Michael Jordan on there and do some really <laughs> deep metaphor or analogy that probably nobody gets. Yeah. But uh, I, I actually
2: lived. took it a step further and I had to research Old Betsy a little bit more and I watched okay. I watched YouTube video and seen the rifle, and where they talked about they had to reconstruct the forearm of the rifle and because it was in such bad state whenever he purchased it. Yeah. Um, pretty interesting whole deal. I mean, you can sit and watch YouTube videos for about 10 hours on a Sunday on Davy Crockett if you want to.
0: Yeah. So you saw Joe Swan. I did. He's on the internet. Yeah, all yeah. over it. Man, he he is a really nice guy. Um, He and his son were like, Super nice guys, really genuine, really just loved Crockett their whole life. I mean, Joe did. Joe's probably in his 70s. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was interesting how he got that rifle. Um, They still have the ramrod. Yeah. I I don't know if it's the original.
2: What would you say would be the thing that you have in your possession that would be as
0: close to him owning that rifle? Mm. Anybody? Has anybody got a piece of history? You know, now this doesn't count totally. Somebody else can go after me. But in some ways it does. Right behind you, about three feet from you, is a flintlock muzzleloader that James Lawrence gave me. My my old-time hero. He's still alive. Uh, but he gave me that, his old Hawken fifty caliber, several years ago. That's special to me. It happens to be a flintlock. It like had to one.
5: be my our family Bible. It was printed in 1836. And was it's got dates in there written of of people born in the, in the late seventeen hundreds when they purchased that Bible and started writing the Reeves family history in it. And I've got that. That would be That's pretty big. Interesting yeah, question.
3: That's
5: pretty big.
4: Obviously my wedding ring.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna say my wife's <laughs> wedding ring has has diamonds from my great grandmother, mm. both my maternal oh, nice. and paternal grandmothers, and one from me. Yeah. Mm. I've got an old
2: single-shot four ten. it's a fold-over, like you could put it in a saddlebag, it's got a notch in the in the buttstock where the trigger guard slides in there, Oh, that my great-grandmother used to shoot at rats in the dairy barn, right. <laughs> <awesome. All> right. <laughs> and uh, I've got that hung up on the wall. I think that's family history-wise, mm-hmm. that's probably the most important. One that I got short of my grandpa's cowboy hat. That means a lot to me as
0: well. But. nice. That's a good question. So the score is Brent, three, Misty, 14. one, Josh, <laughs> three. You're still three, two. Yep. Wow, that's so, a lot Seven Josh questions. And, I thought you said you had seven
3: questions. <laughs> How I, did you get? Th- where not you get a third question? I just answered one right. You, you did not. Joe, you've got two. Joe's got two. I've got three. You're a cheater. That's seven. <gasps> okay.
0: Calling you out. Wow.
4: Wow. wow.
0: It was fighting words. 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 If okay. If that was a lie, I would. Final reflect. question. And this would be a tiebreaker potentially, or we may just have to go for a tie or a slam dunk
4: for Missy. If
0: Play somebody, the drop, Phil. Okay. In the podcast, <laughs> I talked about what part of the bear did Hunter's and Crockett's time bladder. Bam, there Joe Wilson goes used yeah. to transport the rendered barrel <laughs> yep. oil. And the answer was a dried a bladder. bladder. That's True a tie. Story.
5: you got to go to so we got a three-part
0: three, three part tie. Misty, can you think of a question, a tiebreaking question?
4: Yeah, what about with uh, – can, can I just go ahead and ask it?
0: Yeah, this is tiebreaker. Whoever gets it wins. Who's tied?
4: I'm thinking about three.
0: three no, tied. We're all tied. He's got two. He said I still he's got a two. cheater. I think he's got three. I How many questions three. have we had?
3: Nine questions? Nine, 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 out nine out of seven. I don't know. I don't know.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: you got a question?
4: When was he jilted? And by who?
3: When? when? Or, oh, wow.
0: I don't even know the answer to that.
3: I don't know. Yeah, that was uh, a big her, deal. That was, was a her big name deal was, in the podcast. Was, that was the Quaker oh, guy. Did, did it say what year?
0: No.
4: Wh- when? He was
3: seven. Was he 17? mm you're I don't think we got question. into dates and, on that one. And
0: I his, that about dates, her name okay. was, started with an L.
4: Incre- okay, I, mean, I, I got one. The night before his wedding is what, what I would have accepted. What,
0: that's true. What <laughs> is the name of Crockett's first wife? Polly. Josh filmmakers our winner. You know Everybody what he's gonna get? A bottle of Wilson clothes. Shire. That's awesome. That's awesome. On, the winner gets a bottle of Wilson Shire <laughs> sauce. Hot Dude, no. You're gonna want eat this tonight. <laughs> wor- you're to want to cook it with, it that you're gonna tonight. Gonna <laughs> with it. That's worth <laughs> it. And you gotta drink it. And depending on how you
2: behave, I'll autograph
0: it. Hey, Joe. Joe's face is on the bottle of Wilson Shire. Yeah. And I love it. I love it. It's got. Cowboy hat, big mustache. Yeah, man. It was a it was a right marketing move for your face. Can I tell you Jones. my favorite
3: part of the podcast? Yes, my favorite part of the podcast was when he showed up. When he was, I don't, I don't remember what, but after he had worked for Canada, Day. fifteen. Is that after he worked for Canada Day? when he when he had the forty dollar bond mm-hmm. and he walked back and he set it down in front of his dad and his dad said, "I don't have money for that," and he said, "I took care of it." Yeah, uh, I was like that that's the kind of thing that like well first of all it 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 pulls at the heartstrings a little bit because I love the the sacrifice and commitment I mean this is for a dad who bonded you out yeah <laughs> you know what i mean yeah but yeah. just the the commitment and then the the lack of i mean he could have done it and been been you know held a grudge about it but he didn't and uh and I love that it said that his dad who was who repeatedly was referred to as a you know the the what was the name of the, the, the Irish Ulster Scott? Yeah, yes, yes. Um, would have been a rough man. I mean, he ran yeah. a tavern that he he shed many tears over that. And I thought that's the kind of thing that that uh, after years of I'm sure they probably didn't have a great relationship, that's the kind of thing that that builds a bond there that makes that father and son dynamic. Right. It was the right thing to yeah. do.
5: And I I go back to that talking about that too, Josh. It was, I think it was a, I don't think it was an anomaly. There was probably yeah. a lot of that stuff going on. He was just unfortunate enough to be one of the, out of that litter of nine, wasn't it nine mm-hmm. that, that had to go pay that off. So I think it was the right thing. I to felt do.
0: like, uh, so every uh, most people, maybe not most people, a lot of people would know the high points of Crockett's life. Uh, when you're trying to tell a big story like this, you know there's some things you you just have to leave out, and some things you want to add in. I felt like everybody knows a lot of the big Crockett stuff, but his childhood, actually, what made him who he was, I felt like was really important. And I actually kind of felt like maybe this podcast would be a little boring because it's kind of like small oh no. stuff. Like, you know, I included when he took that canoe across the river. He included that in his autobiography. Basically, I just went through the autobiography and included most of the, not maybe not even most, but some percentage of the stories. I wanted to include the stuff about his dad. I wanted to include the stuff about him coming home and no one recognizing him. You remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he, he walks back into his own house, yep. gets a room from one of his family members, sets down at the table and one of his sisters recognizes sister. him. Because he I had matured was... so much. Yeah. 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 And and he in Crockett to his own detriment always showed his cards. Yeah. In a genuine way. He said he said, when they embraced me and my dad embraced me, even though he was mad at me when I left he said it made me wish I had never put them through all this stuff. When Crockett was jilted the day before his wedding, and and I'm saying this because the next episode you see Crockett's blunder, which Crockett did kind of screw his life up eventually. Um, wow, that's good,
4: effective. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <A little foreshadow laughs> yeah. That would...
0: yeah. Um, Tune in next he... <laughs> week.
4: <laughs> Very but effective. Crockett,
0: uh, like when he talked about getting jilted i listened to that part today and he went into great detail vulnerable detail in his autobiography about how it hurt him when this this woman left him like literally the day before the thought back
5: then they would have just brushed over it like oh no big deal he was
0: a man just like any of us yeah and and i that's what's cool about crockett you don't know that stuff about boone nothing it's a mystery it's a mystery what went on with boone and and but Crockett, you see him full, full scale. And he represented a, a an archetype, really, of manhood in America and the frontier that I believe today is still active, for better or worse. That's why these things are so interesting to me because it's like we wake up and are born into something that tells us what has value. And that's why I think this stuff is interesting to look back at why we think the way we think. And obviously people like us it, people connected to uh hunting specifically but just rural America and it's not just hunters that are connected to Crockett. I mean he he set a template for a lot of different stuff but I like to learn where mm-hmm. you know our well I'm going to get into more <laughs> in the next episode. going to well, get into more. Yeah. So closing comments. Joe, it's been great to have you, man. Really? Great man, I, I, so I, it was so good hearing about the squirrel cook-off September twenty third. Yeah. Springdale, Arkansas, man. Be there. Brent's gonna for sure be there. Yep. I've got a trip, but I think I'm gonna be back by that time.
2: Well, we'd so, love to have all your listeners. And like I say, they could pay attention to that Facebook page. That's I'm old school. I don't have all the other ones. All right. But on Facebook, you could look up the the world champion squirrel cook off and um, hey, could I give? We also have a podcast.
0: Yes, absolutely.
2: Our podcast is called "Cooking Up a Story," and we try to put faces on common people, and because uh, so many people get overlooked, we we don't pay attention to the guy that makes the donuts. We we don't know who that person is, so we drag in common people and we dig deep into their start of their life, all the way up to current, and uh, we get better because of it. So. It's a
0: really neat podcast. Uh, What was the one you sent me?
2: I sent you the donut man. Yeah. And so I had a curiosity why every time I went to the donut shop, there was an Asian guy making my donuts. And come to find out, they're all Cambodian. And this guy had survived the killing fields. He was Mm. a Buddhist monk. He uh, was enslaved several times in his life. And he prayed to Jesus, wound up in New York City and become an American as a Buddhist. That episode
0: is phenomenal. It's, uh, yeah. And, and Joe, he, he, he's giving you the short version, which is good, but basically Joe just said a stereotype that anybody in America would probably recognize that a lot of donut shops are run by Asian people. I mean, that's not like, that's just, it, it happens. Joe went to his local donut shop and just interviewed the guy that owned the shop. This is a short version. And this guy has the most phenomenal story you've ever heard in it's your life. It's
2: amazing. Yeah, I mean, this guy needs a movie.
0: Yeah. He, wh- what's his name?
2: Lang Tang.
0: Lang Tang.
2: And uh, it's called, what's it called? It's Cooking Up a Story. And that episode is. The podcast is Cooking Up a Story. The episode is. Donut Guy. Donut Guy. <laughs> and. It's phenomenal. I mean, that's how we look at people. Sure. Right? That's the guy that pours the concrete. The mailman. That's the plumber. That's the mailman. Yeah. Yeah. And and we've surrounded ourselves with all these people. And back in time, I'm saying when I was a pup, we knew those people's names. Right. And one of the problems with society right now is you push a button, you buy something, you don't know nothing about it. Yeah. You don't even know the guy that dropped it off on your front porch. So we're trying to find common people who have exceptional stories. And unless we sit down with them, those stories are lost. So that's that's Everybody the game we And then the guy across from me wearing the overalls, man. How
0: about his show? Yeah, man. <laughs> this week, this country live role. with Brent Reeves,
5: Squirrel Dogs. Squirrel Dogs, talking all about them. Get you prepped up for going to the world, world Champions. championship. That's right. Good stuff. Great, Great show, man. Looking forward
0: to the rest. We're getting into the Alamo. We will later. Gotcha. It's getting close. All right. Keep the wild places wild, and get your Wilson shirts
4: sauce.
5: <laughs> Break out
0: the case. This show is sponsored in part by BetterHelp. Around New Year's, we get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we've already done right. Maybe you finally organized one part of your space and you want to tackle another. Or maybe you're taking your supplements every morning and now you actually want to eat breakfast. In the last year, I've been more diligent about going to the gym on a regimented schedule. And it's made a lot of difference in my life. Therapy helps you find your strengths so that you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. Therapy is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com grease today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash grease. Outdoor adventure won't wait for engine problems. Things like hard starts, rough performance, and lost fuel economy are often caused by fuel gum and varnish buildup. Seafoam can help your engine run better and last longer. Simply pour a can in your gas tank. Hunters and anglers rely on seafoam to keep their engines running the way it should the entire season. Pick up a can of seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit seafoamworks.com to learn more.